Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. I'm Jason McClellan, and I'm here with Caleb Hanks and with Maureen Ellsbury. Thanks for being here, guys. Let's have fun. Yay! Whee! Well, it is uh, a little more than a week since our last podcast, so we're doing a better job of keeping up with things, so congrats, guys. Indeed. So, Caleb, let's catch up. Did you do anything exciting this past weekend? Uh, I was commissioned to record a song for somebody. So it's, it's about a mystical little place called Bocaron down in Puerto Rico. And it's basically kind of a margarita feel or margaritaville feel, uh, kind of an anthemic thing. So we'll see if the locals catch on. It's going to blow up, going to blow up. I've never heard of that place, but now I know all about it. Thanks to, uh, this song apparently. Yeah, apparently it's like a really cool tourist spot, and it's uh, gnarly because you don't need a, a passport or anything, but it's uh, it's really, really beautiful. I've, I was told that it looks like a Corona commercial down there, so I'm kind of excited to, to visit at some point. Hmm. Well, put it on the list. Put it on the list. The old bucket list. Yes, the bucket full of Corona list. Are we going to get to hear this song when it's done? Yeah, I might be able to put it up on the website. Pretty soon. I just need to get in touch with the guy that wrote it and uh, make sure we're all clear. Oh, I was hoping that you were writing it just based off of the, it looks like a Corona commercial down here. He said he was commissioned to do this piece. So somebody down there asked him to. I know. I was hoping they they paid him to write the song too. Well, they they (laughs) wrote it. They wrote it and I just basically produced it and polished it up and recorded it and sang it. Here are some pictures. Write a song. That's a lot less exciting. That'd be awesome. Yes, but uh, it'd be great to hear it, and uh, that'd be awesome if we could put it up on the site. Yeah, turned out really, really good. I enjoy it. What about you, Maureen? Did you do anything fun this weekend? I took the first weekend of my scuba diving classes, so I am sunburnt and sore. Holy crap. I hung out underwater for hours and hours and hours on Sunday. Is that difficult? It is, it's a little difficult trying to get used to it, the idea of breathing underwater and trying not to panic. Yeah. Um, it takes a minute, but it was fun, and uh, I'm going to do it again all next weekend, so in a lake this time, not a, not a pool. That's so, awesome. Moving on up. Yeah. I'm kind of terrified of that, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'll ever do it just because I've heard horror stories, but I won't. Oh, great. Won't scare you with horror, horror stories. stories but... I want to hear the horror stories. No, some other time. Well, wi- well, well let, was... let's wait till after Maureen's trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was studying because um, you have to actually study a textbook kind of thing and take tests. Um, I had TV on in the background and I was flipping through the channel guide. And of course, that really stupid movie Open Water was on <laughs> where the people 
got left out there and were just waiting to get eaten by sharks. That's not a good thing for you to be watching. I didn't watch it. I, I just saw that it was on and yeah. kind of laughed. But um, yeah, so most of my training has been me asking questions about sharks. Um, nice. So I think I'm ready to be underwater with them so soon, coming up in a month. So when you uh, when you're done with your with your scuba diving course, where's your first spot on the list? Loch Ness, Belize. Is that where Loch Ness is? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but I'm sure there's sort of other horrifying creatures under the waters there. Heck yeah! Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. As long as she doesn't die, it'll be fun. Yeah, as long as I come back. Yeah, you should uh, turn down the dial uh, that is labeled death. When you're like scuba dying. Terrible dial. Do you walk around with a death dial? I well, it's it's more of a terrible metaphor. Let's just leave it there. There's an app for that. <laughs> an app for terrible metaphors? God, why do they need that when I'm around? No, for death. Oh, an app for death? Yes. You just hit a button and you die. <laughs> Apparently, walk around with your pocket it's in your pocket and that's how you dial down death. That's the only way it works, Caleb. There wow. is the the actual death clock app. Oh, that's right. I don't want that. I'm going to no. find out when you guys are going to die, and I'll report back. All right. That's horribly morbid, terrifying. But uh, on a lighter, uh, lighter note, I uh, pretty much spent my weekend in front of the TV, which is excellent because I never get to sit in front of the TV. So a uh, couple shows I was able to check out this weekend. Bar Rescue returned with new episodes, and... Caleb, I've talked about Bar Rescue on the show before. I don't think you've seen that show, but I love Bar Rescue. John Taffer is such a badass, and he goes in and and, uh, rescues these failing bars. And basically the show consists of him coming in, acting like a badass, screaming at everybody, getting in fights, telling them to clean their fucking kitchens. And uh, (laughs) then all of a sudden he, like, renovates their bar, makes it badass. And then he goes away, and he's all, my job here is done. But, uh... Pretty awesome. So new 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 episodes of that started up. So new season of Bar Rescue that was awesome, and then uh, caught Saturday Night Live, and uh, this past week, Lena Dunham from Girls was the host. How'd that and, go? And uh, that was actually quite amusing because a lot of the skits were just making fun of girls, pretty much. Thank God. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, making fun of the. The, uh, the nudity on that show, and there was an amazing skit they did that was called Girl. Mm. And it was an Adam and Eve skit, Garden of Eden. And guess who Adam was? Let me guess. Our, our favorite new Star Wars villain. <laughs> he wasn't actually there, but yes, one of the, uh, the SNL uh, players played Adam Driver. And... Uh, it was uh, Taron Killam did Adam, and he did an amazing impersonation of Adam. It was so great. Showed how stupid and vacant he is, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty good skit of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And so, of course, uh, Lena, she's just there walking around naked. They're both naked, obviously, but making fun of the uh, the constant nudity on girls. So overall, it was an okay show. I fall less and less, uh, or I guess more and more out of love with SNL every year, but it's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I've never been able to get 
really into SNL ever since Chris Farley and Adam Sandler's generation was gone. Yeah, I'd say the the peak for me with SNL was oh probably late '90s, early 2000s. Then I, after that, I kicked it. I did love Jason Sudeikis though. Sudeikis is good. Rob yeah. Schneider I, carried that show on his shoulders for years. On his little shoulders. <laughs> I hate to interrupt, but Jason, you have one. Don't do it. One, Don't do it. Hold on. One billion three hundred twelve million eighty three thousand one hundred and fifty. Make that one forty nine seconds left to live. That makes it October tenth, twenty fifty five. Twenty fifty five. Great Scott, Marty. What? <laughs> That's horrible. Don't even try to tell me mine. I, I'd need a little more background information from you to do and, it. And you're not getting it. <laughs> 2055? That's like a few years from now. I'm going to be a, a young man when I die? That's awful. <laughs> that thing is wrong. Wrong. It's going to pull up that I'm going to die tomorrow or something crazy. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it because if uh, if we live to about 2045, then we can all become robots. Well, that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're just hoping the, it'll happen sooner than later, so. The the robot takeover and the 3D printing. I I I'm not worried. Technology is going to save us all. We're going to live forever. I got you beat. I'm dying Monday, July 16th, 2063 according to this probably very highly accurate death clock. You're totally dying before I die. <laughs> I can guarantee that. She's the one scuba diving and doing that's all the right. insurance that's risk right. bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. People can hey. be all scared of the uh, robot apocalypse, but I, I just want to be a part of it. I want to be a robot in the apocalypse. That's why I uh, make sure to stay in another state <laughs> at all times. I don't want to be in the same state as you, Caleb. No, I would carry you in one of my robot arms and shoot other robots with my other arm. <laughs> That's an amazing image. I think somebody should uh, paint a, a portrait of that. <laughs> I'd just... like to see the short film. I'm going to talk to Dale and see if he'll paint a picture of Robot Caleb carrying Jason, <laughs> one of his robot arms, shooting everything else with the other arm. That's awesome. So I have a question for both of you. Have either of you ever been to the gigantic South by Southwest? No. Yeah. I have not. Yeah, it's incredible when I think about it every year, but I have not been to South by Southwest, and that thing is just a crazy monster. I mean, every year it gets bigger and bigger, just like San Diego Comic-Con. It's just this monster where it sort of encompasses absolutely everything, from music to technology to movies to anything you can think of. And that's going on right now. And uh, did you guys happen to see today, it was making the rounds, the... The uh, phony PSA that uh, Kevin Bacon did? No. I, From what I gather, he did this uh, for, I think, Mashable. Mm-hmm. And it was something they were showing there. But uh, he does this, this phony uh, PSA that's uh, telling people to... Or he's, he's bringing to light the fact that uh, the knowledge of the 80s is uh, slipping away and that millennials have no idea about the, the culture of the 80s. So he's sitting like he's he's delivering this serious PSA message. 
and uh, talking about all these things from the 80s that people born after 1985 have no idea what they are. Netscape Navigator. Well, <laughs> yes. The three of us could list all sorts of that's, craziness from... That, that's my cutoff uh, point right there. If a girl doesn't know what Netscape Navigator is, she's too young for me. Or if a girl doesn't know who Alf is, she's just she's not cool enough for me. Well, see, Caleb, I'm I'm a little older than you. I remember when there wasn't an internet. I remember when there wasn't an inter- an internet. No, no, you don't. I was born in '86, man. '86. What? what a young lad! Oh, what kid. a young lad! Kiss my balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, I was I was hanging out. With these kids, okay, all of my friends are married now, and they don't do anything, so I have to hang out with the younger generation, which just makes me older and wiser and cooler. That's a mistake, yeah. And so I was hanging out with these people the other night and realized that the majority of them were born in 1991, so I went home and cried for a little while. That is shocking when you realize that. I know that, uh, yeah, when I was doing stuff in the music industry and, and doing a lot of concerts and working with bands and stuff, like, all the people I was hanging out with were, like, I don't know, 15 years younger than I was. And I was well, like, this is kind of bizarre. That's probably because you also had an all-ages music venue. <laughs> well, no, that, that's true. But a, a lot of the people who were, like, the, the, the core people mm-hmm. in, in the scenes that uh, I was predominantly in, um, you know, that would come to every show... Um, just kind of the regulars. They were significantly younger than I was, and yeah, you know, I was fine with that. Well, don't forget, but, Kimberly thinks you're 18, so or the people yeah. you sat next to. Oh yeah, they do. Kimberly doesn't, but uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I guess I'm perpetually young, so I'm not going to die, Maureen. Certainly not in 50, 55. I think that you could That's pass so for a awful. tired teenager, Jason. <laughs> yeah, a teenager with some miles on him. A teenager that just ran track and field nonstop for seven years. I don't know. What I think of that, all I, a teenager running track and field, all I can picture is Michael Sarah in little track shorts. I just That's picture, I picture you <laughs> with like really giant like mutant legs. I used to have giant mutant legs when I was a, a, a wee lad. When I was a teenager, a young teenager, and played basketball and all that stuff. I had gigantic calves and stuff. And Mom, what's happening to me? I was very self-conscious about my gigantic legs. I had an amazing vertical leap. No more, but uh, yes. I, I could jump 10 feet in the air. Have 20 you guys... times over. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever done steroids? Let's see. I don't think I've done steroids since last night. Of course, I haven't done steroids. What do you mean? No, I mean like the the good, like the the legal the good kind. steroids, the, the legal kind in in the hospitals when you're really really sick and they give you steroids and you can have pneumonia and then like 15 minutes later you're out playing basketball. Back when I used to eat meat, I would eat steroids all the time. That's the best part about meat. <laughs> hey, let's talk about some of the things that are on the website. Our buddy Ryan Sprague. Good old uh, Heartbreak Sprague has been uh, posting a lot of good stuff on the site lately, and uh, I gotta gotta give him props here, man. He's he's been busy posting some pretty interesting finds on the site. He's been really good with a lot of uh, breaking uh, Hollywood news with uh, 
casting details and things about uh, coming Star Wars and all sorts of uh, fun stuff here. Uh, Not to gar- mention, we garbage have... Garbage Pail uh, Star Wars edition. You're oh, right. Yeah. yeah. The, the latest thing you put on the site, creepy Star Wars Star Wars ads for Adidas. And uh, yeah, they do like look like Garbage Pail Kids in Star Wars form. It's kind of awful. Something that uh, I put on the site yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this, but... Uh, the amazing toilet sarlacc. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, came up with uh, a sticker, uh, a set of sticker decals for your toilet bowl that uh, kind of turn your bowl into a sarlacc pit. That must be a bitch to apply. Well, you do have to drain the water from your That's... toilet and make sure it's all clean, and then you apply the decals. But my question is, like, you know, how long are they going to last and how do they hold up to you like when you clean your toilet? I would think hopefully your brush has got enough scrubbing power that it would scrub and probably scratch that stuff right off. But who yeah. knows? But it, it does have, you know, Han Solo and it's uh, got Boba Fett and uh, Lando too, re- recreating the uh, the scene from, from uh, Return of the Jedi. So it's kind of fun. It makes uh, it makes pooping really enjoyable, but I don't really don't think people should be playing games while they're taking care of business. But uh, what are you talking about, man? You never played Battle Shits? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I, no, I there are plenty of plenty of people who who do, and you know, there are even public restrooms where they've you know installed targets and games for the urinals oh and God. things like that. I I don't know, but uh well that's weird. I, yeah, it's really weird, but uh as I posted the, in the uh the post that I put on the website, all I mean if you've got this like game in the toilet now, all you need is somebody to invent a Yoda toilet paper holder that says concentrate, feel the force flow. Yes, good, calm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, bell movement funds with Star Wars. Hey, I uh, need to mention while we're bringing up Ryan Sprague posts, he had uh, some exclusive content for Rogue Planet viewers. He got a, an uh, interview with Stephen Christian, who is uh, the lead singer of Amberlin, and that's a very yeah. popular band. So that's pretty yes. cool that we got some exclusive content through Ryan. Yeah, and that's his favorite band. So it was yeah. like pretty super exciting for him to do that. So And somehow that makes me feel old. Because I have no, I've never heard of Amberlin. Well, I don't. Think I mean, really... I have only because of little Spraggle uh, talking about him all the time. But that's it. Yeah, well, it's... it's not like you follow young people's music, Maureen. You you follow music from the seventies. So. Yeah, mostly they're, they're yeah. kind of so like an okay. alternative Christian rock punk sort of thing, and that's not exactly your uh, strain. That's not. Of yeah, that, yeah, that's not really my. Yeah, she's she's more into the. Uh, the, the the straight Christian church music. Oh yeah, yeah. you know me. Oh man, uh, have you guys been following the um distru- the uh, ruin a band hashtag on Twitter? I saw your posts on it. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. What's going it's on for the at midnight show? Yeah, uh, Chris Hardwick. You basically uh, just you know ha- like take a band name and completely destroy it. Like one of mine was Sonic oh, Youth. Right, Group. right, right. I right. liked that one. Yeah. And uh, I've just been having a lot of time with it. One of mine was also the used dot 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 condom. So that was a little nasty, but fun. Come on, grow up. 
Hey, I was I was trying to get a retweet from him. All the all the all the followers the better. And did it work? No. Of course not. But of course not. No use hey, I want to point out that uh, the Gwendolyn comic book is now available for you people who listen to our podcast where we had uh, the guys from the Gwendolyn comic book on. That is now available. So go check it out and uh, check out uh, RoguePlanet.tv and you can see where to pick that up. Hope those guys uh, have much success with that. Speaking of much success, did either of you happen to see today? And I'd never heard of these guys, but uh, there is a website called uh, oh, what the hell is it? It's it's Nerd something. Nerd approved. I know that website. Is nerd, it nerd something. Approved? Yeah, Nerd something. That's that's my favorite site. Um, actually. They're, they launched an Indiegogo campaign today, and uh, they are seeking money to uh, help them Whoa. achieve something at uh, San Diego Comic-Con that they've done for the past few years. And uh, their their goal is a million dollars, and uh, I'll tell you more about it here in a minute. But uh, these guys have a website <clears throat> that's uh, much cooler than ours. And uh, where they post all sorts of geeky news, and they've they've decided to go with nerd. It's called Nerd Machine, mm-hmm. and uh, they host something at San Diego Comic Con called Nerd HQ. And what these guys are doing is, I guess, last year they had uh, sponsors pull out at the last minute and really screw them, and they realized they were losing money with it. Um, so they decided to, to crowdfund this thing and they launched an Indiegogo campaign today with an ambitious $1 million goal. I think they're going to get it on their well, first day. Uh, as of right now, it's, it's been up, uh, you know, for a uh, uh, little more than half a day and they've got uh, almost $58,000. Well, it's cause they got Zachary Levi as their spokesman there. So yeah, it's his site. He started oh, okay. it. Okay. It's his site. Yeah. So it's uh, celebrity backed. So I cannot imagine even being a celebrity and and trying to do a a Kickstarter uh, with a million dollar goal. Like I can imagine doing an Indiegogo because you don't lose that money, but doing a Kickstarter and just thinking, okay, yeah, that we could get so close and lose an entire million dollars. Like that's that's got to be really disheartening if that. Well, well, that's why they do it. That's why he's smart to do it on Indiegogo because Indiegogo, you still get the money if you don't reach the goal. Yeah. That's the downside to uh, whatever the big one's called. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter, well, you don't reach the goal. You don't get anything. But Indiegogo, you still get whatever you raise. So that uh, this is kind of random, but uh, did the Veronica Mars movie make their Kickstarter goal? Do you yeah. Remember? Yeah, they did, right? That's being filmed now. Yeah. yeah. Well, they already yeah, have they trailers got, for it. They got tons of money, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, these celebrities do these crowdfunding things, and it it works. And you know, I I know a lot of people give uh, celebrities a lot of flack for doing these crowdfunding things. Well, oh, you're already rich. Why are you doing this and getting money from people? Why don't you just pay for it? Well, give me a break, guys. I mean, just because somebody has money doesn't mean they want to spend their own personal money on every little project they do. I mean, they're still looking at things as a business, and uh, just because they've been successful doesn't mean that. 
they should not have to look at things as a, a business going forward and, and pay for everything out of their pockets. If you can get uh, fans and supporters to give you money, then excellent for you. You know, I, I want to bring up, I hate to be a snob about this, and I'm not going to be a snob about this. I know some people are snobs about this, but the whole geek versus nerd thing, I've seen a lot of things uh, lately that have made me question people's choices like the uh, the Nerd HQ, um, you know, at Comic-Con, I think, you know, a lot of that fandom and, and whatnot that goes along with that is is technically more fitted for the geek label, not the nerd label. And then I saw today that the White House and the Obama administration is is really doing a push right now to appeal to younger people um, to get them all jazzed about Affordable Affordable Health Care Act um, and get them to go to the website and sign up. So Obama was recently on... Uh, between Two Ferns between with two ferns. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and uh, the White House, actually, their office of... I forget what it is, uh, put out a video appealing to nerds to try to get nerds to sign up on the website and, or no geeks, it was geeks. And, uh, they have like somebody talking who's like a developer or something. And then they have people going through different things. Like if you're a coder or a it person or a blah, blah, you're a geek. So sign up. So get covered or whatever they're saying. Like everything they're listing off or all of these like technical, like nerd jobs. I don't put labels on myself or any sort of genre. I like what I like and I am what I am. But that reminds me that I got a random email from some, I'm assuming they were an uncovering aliens fan, but that all it said was, you're a very sophisticated nerd. And I told Jason and he goes, you're a geek. <laughs> okay, here's a few things, and this this is what I, this is my two shinch on the whole idea. Number one, I don't really see the difference. Uh, I I feel like the whole nerd gut geek thing. I'm, I thought it was just kind of a different term for the same thing, but this is kind of a a, a terrible a terrible thing in my opinion because the, I I felt like the whole idea of nerd and or geek culture was the whole uh, was to just be unified in enjoying really you know nerdy shit. So why why are we trying to does why are we trying to divide the two teams? You know, it seems kind of counterproductive to me. I well, agree there, with there, you one hundred percent. There's definitely a lot of crossover, and everybody has a different opinion. And from what I've heard, the technical differences, according to some, would be that nerd is more academic, more you know smarts. Um, you know that's why more scientists and and uh you know engineers and things like that are labeled under the nerd category whereas geek is more fandom it's being excited and passionate about a particular subject you know uh uh auto mechanic can be you can geek out about auto mechanic stuff i mean there's no limit on it it's just you know being passionate about something and kind of geeking out about it that that's kind of the the difference that i've heard a lot of people 
choose to go with. But yes, I mean, nerd and geek are pretty much interchangeable. That's yeah. what I think. I mean, I, I, I would be, I think it would be tough to find anybody that, that did not indulge a little bit in both school, schools of enjoying science and, and hell, if you're, if I would imagine the people on the nerd side, which I, I guess I'm a nerd now, uh, which I would kind of go a little bit more towards if we're picking sides here, because I mean, like, I absolutely love science, but I absolutely love Star Wars and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, I think that's kind of why it never seemed like two different schools to me. That's why this yeah. is news. It's kind of a, it's a stupid battle. It really um, is. Yeah, and it's, it's funny lame. that it exists. Speaking of, did you hear that I fucking love science is coming to a TV near you? Yeah, and it's Craig Ferguson that's involved with it, and I love him, man. Do you guys ever watch his show? I used to, but the uh, there's a lot of drama now Why? coming up about this. I fucking love science because the chick who's getting all or taking all the credit for it, all the people that have worked with her as moderators and stuff on this wonderful Facebook page are coming forward and saying, you know, we, we did all the hard work to, you know, make it what it was. And then she like got rid of all of us. And now she's claiming she did, did it all herself. Ooh, yeah. I can see that. Cause oh, I, I've yeah. seen, I've seen stuff shared on Facebook by fucking love science forever. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, wow, that's crazy. It no. takes a team to do that. Yeah, for sure. It's not one yep. person. It's one person that's... sitting there very pale and dilapidated typing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So once uh, once Rogue Planet takes off, I'm kicking you guys to the curb. Well, we should mention before you kick us to the curb that Jason and I have an exciting new project. Well, hopefully it will be exciting for everyone. I won't say too much what it is. Jason's looking at me like, I can't believe you're saying something. Don't uh, say it. A new web series. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but the intro is very... Um, interestingly created by (laughs) our buddy Caleb Hanks here and we should have something ready in the next couple weeks yes we'll talk about it more on the next podcast we've got a new Rogue Planet exclusive web series in the works we've got many exclusive Rogue Planet web series in the works so but uh, this one yeah we're actually taking a field trip this Friday that has something to do with uh, with this project so we'll talk about it more in the next episode i want to go on a field trip get your ass out here Ooh, i totally forgot i totally forgot about the field trip so now i have to cancel plans with my sister-in-law it's not that important of a field trip. no 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 i've got it's i'll stick to my it's the right subject for what we're going to talk about on the first episode but uh no i'll be there all right well, I I will we'll say I enjoy it when you guys say, "Can you do this with computers?" and I inevitably say, "Probably." <laughs> Your answer is always yes because you are a mad scientist. Well, maybe full the... of skills and button pushing skills. I don't know. Yeah. I do push a lot of button, a lot of buttons. You do, and sometimes you push the wrong buttons. The wrong buttons, Caleb. Sometimes I hit the brown note, and it goes out across Buncombe County. That's oh, the county God. I live in. I hope not. I I think your county just does brown on its own. It does. It does. They had a big leak at the sewage factory a little while back. Did they really? Yeah, it was on the news. <laughs> it's probably the. Biggest story ever. 
Yeah, we're one of those towns where it's just kind of like squirrel, squirrel on skis is the big news. Well, if they only knew that you have one squirrel nut, you would make I, the news too. And one zipper. You probably already have. <laughs> I, eh, I've been on, I was on the morning news one time playing bluegrass. That was the earliest I ever got up. You were also in the news for your air guitar win. I was in the news for that. That that was when I had the most uh, outcry of people like, well, I was not expecting it to be you, but when I saw your name, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. And that's well, probably what they'll say about my obituary, too. <laughs> we'll have to get you uh, playing air guitar on the website sometime. That needs a, a, a repeat performance, I think. You should write a song about Hoboten. Yes. I'm totally into that. Yes, we'll have to uh, revisit Hoboten sometime. For all of you listening, we'll we'll catch you up on that. Okay, hey, we gotta... need to restart that hashtag. Well, we have to go Hoboten to do anything with that hashtag. Exactly. Yeah, so maybe that will uh, be coming up in the next month or so. Yeah. So, Caleb, I've got to ask you, what are your thoughts on these latest images of the Flash that have come out? I don't like it. Not one bit. And what about it don't you like? Uh, that it's DC Comics. <laughs> now, I'll Okay, aside from your choosing teams here, you, you really sorry. don't like it? The Marvel characters are just better. Uh, I just, eh, I don't know. It just, um, it's just not appealing to me. I just think it looks hokey either way you do it. Well, I'm going to be on the other side of the fence here because I actually really dig it. I don't I don't do it. I think it looks quite different from what everybody was expecting and it looks very I don't know, it's very vintage and I don't know, has a really cool unique look. If the show was taking place in the 50s, I wouldn't be so weirded out by it. And when is the show taking place? Probably not the 50s. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> It changes everything. I just rewatched uh, Captain America. I was just movie. about to bring up Captain America. Uh, There's the a new Captain one? America coming I out. I know. Yeah. I haven't the... seen that. There, there apparently was a, a clip today. Yeah. Released for that. I haven't checked it out, but. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like I, a minute long clip. Yeah, I love that show, man. I, I, I love love the actor. I love, yeah, everything about it. Chris Pine, you love him? I love him. I do. I'm I, not there. I had Chris a s- Pine. Not Chris wait, Pine. Not, wait. Chris, Chris Evans. Uh, Evans. Why did I say Pine? Because it's another Chris. Because Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk, Captain America. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, I love, I love when <clears throat> Captain America flies around in the Starship Enterprise. Chris <laughs> Pine's the shit. Nah. No, I, I, I do. I have a man crush on Chris Evans. He's pretty dreamy. Uh, if I was going to have to have a man crush on any of the Avengers, it would definitely be Tony Stark. Well, that's just because you're money money crazy. Nah, it's because he's digger. a drunk. He's a drunk <laughs> like me. That's not attractive. But he drinks fancier things than you would. Uh, if I had his money, I'd drink everything he drank and more. <laughs> and then I would die. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I do see the appeal. He's... Uh... Yeah, I could I could have a man crush on him, but uh, Chris Evans, I like the dude. 
I liked him as the Human Torch. He was the only redeeming part of the old uh, Fantastic Four movies to me. I liked him in Not Another Teen Movie. Or oh my god, <laughs> dude, that movie's so awesome. I love that movie. It is. It's a really good movie. It's got aliens in it too. Yeah, that movie's the jam. <laughs> All of those terrible movies. And speaking of terrible movies, Sharknado Two is coming out. I'm the so excited about one. that. Yeah. Yeah, but they they started. I mean, I guess it's not too early. They start promoting movies like two years in advance. But Sharknado Two is not going to be out till June. Yeah, that's, that's not two gonna, years. That's going to sneak up on us real quickly. It's like already almost April. You realize that, don't you? God, actually, I'm really excited. I live in the woods. I live in the forest in a bunker. And uh, today was the first day that it was like 70 degrees. And a little while ago, I was standing outside and you could hear the little frogs chirping down in the in the holler. That's always scary. I, I yeah, I grew up in, in the desert and we actually made this giant hole in the ground and filled it with water. And so the frogs would come out during the summer and make their sexy, scary noises. And uh, But you're in the forest, and uh, I don't know. I might have to come out. We might have to go camping. We can go uh, go check out the Brown Note Mountains. Dude, I'm telling you, that's, that's the place to go camping. It is yeah? awesome out there. You need to come out. That would be creepy and awesome. You could do some sort of paranormal investigation. Oh, yeah. Some drunken paranormal investigation. Believe me, I have done that there before. And there's a couple spots up there on the mountain where it's basically like just repelling rocks where they have uh, for for rock climbers. And like a couple of people have fallen off Table Rock and died. But uh, we were um, camping on this one spot. And literally, if you stumbled out in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something and took a few steps in the wrong direction, you could have probably fallen off and died. Wow, yeah, I that ca- sounds I camp, excellent. I camp in some places like that here in Arizona. Also, you know what I thought of is that's, well, I shouldn't say stupid because I haven't seen it yet, but it looks kind of dumb. Um, that new movie, Alien Abduction, which is that found footage, is based in Brown Mountain. Yeah. About on the yeah, lights. Yeah, it's about the Brown Mountain really? lights. And, oh, yeah. why not? Yeah, I've, a new found, found, found footage project. I don't know how widely distributed it's going to be. I mean, they claim it's going to be released in theaters, but, you know. That could mean one that's theater. That's a broad, you know, a very easy claim to make. It could be some art theater in mm-hmm. California, but they claim it's going to be released in theaters. So we'll see how, how big of a movie it is. But, yeah, it's a found footage um, type movie about the Brown Mountains and the Brown Mountain Lights, and it involves abduction. So, so I think that we should create our own found footage experience in the brown mountain that sounds amazing let's do it we'll do it up I'll <laughs> but your... knowing the three of us yeah it'll be the the the, the brown note mountains and that uh wait that has nothing to take me out of that equation here buddy <laughs> hey <laughs> you you, own... you you signed up for this team it's all it's all crappy <laughs> all we brought was beans <laughs> <laughs> well yeah what else do you bring camping <laughs> I that's just... a given <laughs> like hell those cans are really really heavy after a while but it's only up to table rock it's only a mile hike that's, that's no nothing problem. yeah it's awesome yeah I, I live in a tent we know caleb we know that wasn't me no that who was, was that that was obviously your terrible impression of me but it's getting good and it worries me I actually wasn't trying to impersonate you. It was uh, an afterthought. But <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the uh, the preview for uh, what is it called? Is it called Mr. Peabody? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, it's uh, 
Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And Sherman. Okay. Have you seen the preview for that? Yeah, I saw like a teaser. Now, you probably weren't old enough to actually see that, were you, Caleb? I saw I saw those cartoons. Did you during during Rocking a Bullwinkle? Yeah, like that and uh The rookie. I had pull the, a rabbit out of my head. The boomerang channel that had all the Hanna Barbera stuff on it. Nice. Yeah. Boomerang. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't I don't know. They should have animated it like it was old school. I like 2D animation, not the 3D weirdness, but Me too. We'll see. I think our buddy Dale Hendrickson needs to like make cartoons like they they used to. And I think there's an audience that would appreciate that. You know, um it's kind of uh there's just I don't know, there's a lot of crap coming out right now too like I don't want to talk bad about Aaron Paul because I really, really liked Breaking Bad, but Need for Speed kind of looks like a crap fest, but there is one redeeming factor. They don't. They supposedly do not use any CG whatsoever in the Need for Speed movie, and I thought that was actually really cool because literally every fucking movie that you see anymore is just CG fest well, out the ass. So isn't Need for Speed just also another name of uh, the Fast and the Furious number 18? Well, it's a it's a video game movie. Remember the Need for Speed franchise? Oh, but it's just it's like it's just for me too soon. It looks yeah. like the same movie as the Fast and the Furious. Well, I mean, seriously, how many movies can you have where the focus is driving around in cars that are actually that actually look in like distinguishable enough from one another? I mean, you really can't. I don't know. You got to throw some actual plot line in there. I think that's the thing. Well, like, I, that's a big problem with Hollywood. I mean, you break it down, and there's just a bunch of recycling of the same plots over and over and over. I would prefer the Rad Racer movie. Yeah, yeah. I What'd would you guys... prefer the Mario Kart movie. Dude, hell yeah, I'd be into that. We'll get Did John Leguizamo back. Did you hear Leguizamo they actually back? had a real Mario Kart set up at South by Southwest? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I doubt that uh, you could actually crash into each other and shoot turtle shells and drop banana peels, but, uh, yeah, they actually set set one up, a, a real-life Mario Kart track. So Maybe have that's you guys... what will be for Halloween. So <laughs> we might have to do this. Um, I saw on a recent, I think it was a Dave & Buster's commercial. Caleb, do you know what Dave & Buster's is? Uh, they have those on the East Coast? No, I've heard of them, but I don't know what it is. Okay, I mean, they probably oh, no, have something it's like a... similar. It's like a, a, a an arcade for adults. It's like yeah. a re- big restaurant type thing that has booze and food, and but has all the video games too. Yeah. So uh, they ha- now have a Mario Kart arcade game, mm-hmm. and I think they have it at Dave and Buster's. So we might have to go check that out. Yeah. Rad. We love Mario seen... Kart. Have you seen the new Mario Kart game that's coming out? We yeah, there was the previews because there were, I was Did a little the bummed previews, because yeah, because there's supposed to be a you, you can fly a UFO, but, but it doesn't really look like a UFO. No, yeah. it's just the like basically taking your Mario Kart vehicle and putting the wheels up inside of it and flying. Right. I think that's very much an IFO. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's well, chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> either way, the game looks pretty damn fun. The uh, like the courses are crazy. Yeah. I but I don't have a Wii. Mario Kart. Yeah, I don't have a Wii, so is that I'm what is that what the one. new one is being released on the Wii? I would imagine they're not. They haven't come out with a new. Uh, 
I system, don't know. Have they? I, I'm terrible. Like, I would love to spend more time, like, gaming and stuff, but that's, like, the last thing on my list, unfortunately. Cause, like, We're the worst geeks yeah. ever. My- yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to have the time to do that because I love, love gaming, but, uh, yeah, I really don't get to do it. So I hardly play any games. And, uh, yeah, so when I see new games coming out, I'm all, that's cool. But then I see it's, like, on a PlayStation 1 or all these different games consoles that i don't have and then i keep reading about these new consoles that come out and they're all we're no longer supporting previous platform games you know, i certainly uh, hope they're not making but, anything for playstation one i always um just stick with nintendo mostly i don't like a lot of the new games i meant but xbox my, one yeah right my yes yeah my uh shows what my I brother meant. buys all the new systems like right when they come out so he had the like day one xbox one and uh so he was like, "Hey, do you want my, do you want my Wii? I never use it." And him and his wife were like, "Yeah, yeah, we have all these games and systems, blah, 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 blah." It's like collecting dust. So I'm like, "Yes!" So excited. So and then I remembered I also took his N64. <laughs> like he just, I took nice. his regular original Nintendo when nice. I was in the early '90s after he graduated from that. So I have all, I just inherit old Nintendo systems, and that's the way I like to keep it. That's awesome, oh, yeah. and Caleb, I, I I'm gonna keep pushing you. I I really think you should uh, develop some some video games, and I know you can do it. Um, and I always say, man, like, yes, some of the new complex games are fun and interesting and maddening, but uh, and I I love the old just 2D games where all you can do is watch the screen as it moves and all you can do is move to the right you know these new games where it's all 360 uh well th- this i'm is a really... bad gamer it's just way too complicated for me i need the screen to just go to the right and i'll go to the right and i'll mash buttons and kick kick some ass well think about what you're saying there in relation to what has become probably the most popular video game we've seen in years and that's flappy bird Flappy Bird was exactly what you're saying. It was like an 8-bit side-scroller. It just goes to the right the whole time. And that thing was huge because not everybody has the money to buy these big, uh, expensive consoles, but everybody's got a damn smartphone pretty much anymore. And they can just buy this game, or hell, it was free, really. And that thing was just blowing up. So there's something to be said for those 8-bit side-scrollers, man, and games that are ridiculously difficult because that game was fucking impossible. Well, and that's that's the guy that he didn't want to be famous, and he was bummed that the game was getting so popular, so he deleted it. The one guy that doesn't want to be bird. famous. Oh, there are a few guys like that. Do you know the, the creator of Sriracha Hot Sauce is like that? Really? He's a very humble guy who doesn't like the spotlight and, uh, yeah, never seeks out attention or anything, but everybody loves en- Sriracha. He wants to enjoy his private jet in peace, damn it. Damn right. With his spicy defecation happening in the airplane bathroom. How do you think that he fuels the plane? Ooh, and I bet uh, Elon Musk is a part of that project. They see him flying, and it's like, oh my god, is that Iron Man? And they zoom in, and it's just him just shitting. Oh, God. You've managed to to crap another show, Caleb. Way to go. It's usually Maureen's fault. It is Maureen's fault. Notice notice that the show started uh, focusing on feces as soon as we brought Maureen on. I've (laughs) kept silent over here this entire show. This is all Caleb. Your presence is all that's required. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us again. Remember, you can go to RoguePlanet.tv for the latest geeky news and for other previous episodes of the podcast. Podcast is also available on iTunes and on Stitcher. We're finally on Stitcher. So if you are familiar with Stitcher, you can find the Rogue Planet podcast on there. All right, guys. Well, from me, Maureen, and Caleb... We thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. I love you.